Well, welcome to Coffee with Vern, a time where we have intentional conversations about the gospel and we desire to talk about theological truth. Thanks for joining us. We hope you can learn and grow and be fed through this. Boker Tov, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to Coffee with Vern. It's episode, what, four in season three? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Special Thursday Woo, edition. Thursday. What? 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 It's Thursday edition. Thrash Thursday. Bet if you, you don't guys know what that thought is. we were just skipping another week. Nah, we ain't gonna skip on y'all. Thrash Thursdays. You know what Thrash Thursday stands for, Jesse Moore? What it stands for? Yeah. I don't know. It has something to do with your metal. Yes, music. it does. I'm wearing a new metal shirt because I'm supposed to go to my first metal, metal concert tooth. tonight. First metal concert in two years. Of, yeah, I was about to say. Uh, one of my favorite Christian Since metal COVID. bands is Wage War, and they will be there. And so it's going to be awesome. Supposed to be taking one of my really good buddies. And so hoping that all works out and praying I don't pass out in the mosh pit. That's my yeah. prayer. Um, but I will be moshing. See if there's any good Samaritans in the mosh pit. I'm going to mosh for the Lord tonight. Um, and so, I, dude, I'm excited, though. I am excited. Uh, get to uh, get to take one of my really good friends, um, Ryan, and so praying that we get to go. But man, it's gonna be awesome. So it's a good day. Yeah, Thrash Thursday. Real quick, Thrash Thursday. Is something I do on Gut Punch, another podcast I uh, put out every once in the blue moon. Now every one, yeah, once a once quarter, every six months. <laughs> I was I was diligent about doing it twice a week, and then boom. Um, but thrash Thursday, we would play a thrash metal song. And if you don't know what thrash metal is, it's just, we'll play one right now, beat each other up. Play one right now. Am I locked into the Bluetooth? No, don't play one right now. Come on, man. Don't don't do me like that. I was, (laughs) I was getting ready. Roadcaster pro says I'm connected. Yeah. Let's see. You want some thrash? I have, I have the mute button ready. Don't do that. (laughs) Is it ready? Is it playing? That's it, man. Hold on, wait. Till, let it, let it, let it hit. Oh boy, this is one of the bands to get to see tonight. Let it hit. You ready? Yeah. So that's gonna be awesome, man. What will, what will, what will some people think after they <laughs> hear this? Um, this is not hey, coffee. Uh, this is this coffee. Is not coffee. This is this is not gut punch. But you don't I do even have coffee in today. I'll talk about that. Don't worry. Next week I will. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk about that. But well, I need to just, I need, there's a, there's something I need people to know about metal music. You can worship through all facets of music. I believe that. I do believe that. Um, but one way, I mean, I just, I'm telling you, man. I agree with you. I Metal music is just not. It's not thing. your vibe. It's yeah. not your vibe. You're more of a folk kind of guy, but man. Yes. I tell you, there is a there not seventies folk, not like not, what no. is it? Uh, you Johnny Swim, Peter Paul and Mary, not all that kind of thing. You love Johnny Swim, and yeah. um, they have good music. But like for me, there's something about an electric guitar and writing lyrics to the Lord that now, I, just I do love. I do like listening to shred to the guitar. Yes, I know you and do, the, and the drum. Because I know that takes an insane it's amount awesome. of talent, but but it is not played words. in the church. You know, it's a it's a concert. It's not played in the church, but. Man, these shows are always an opportunity to share the gospel. I will tell you that. Because these people, <laughs> when you're in the middle of a circle of a pit, people just will talk. And you just, hey, man, what you do for a living? Oh, man, I'm, I'm a minister. <laughs> now, they might walk the other way, but hey, I mean, why so, not? So let's so, talk. Let's How, talk about In the middle that. of a mosh, yeah. have you met any accountants? Because that would surprise me. Like believers? No, accountants. What's, what you mean, like? 
accountants. Like COVID brain is real, dude. No, okay. So I'm just talking about in the middle of a mosh pit, what's the most surprising professional person that you've met? A guy in a banana suit. That's not what I mean, but that is surprising. Um, like people who work jobs that you wouldn't think would oh, be at a, oh, like dude. An, an, oh, I don't man. know how else to explain. I feel like you should know what an accountant Most of the, is. I'm sorry. Accountant. <laughs> I didn't, sorry. It's just a profession. Okay. Uh, dude, I, I don't know. I've like most of lawyer. the times I mean a lot of students like college students, that makes sense to me. but the, one of the concerts I went to, there was some men like our dad's age and no way i'm not I'm not even lying like in 40s and not even kidding it's, it was an older band that i grew up listening to um that was a, a christian band and um i i didn't ask any professions but man these men look like i mean they look normal like dudes that just put on <laughs> black t-shirts so i'm gonna assume there's probably some lawyers and some doctors out there oh. i know for me like hey come all <laughs> come as you are uh, what, last thing about that, and then Coffee with Vern is going to officially start. Um, me and all my <laughs> roommates from in. North Greenville, we're all Christian studies. We all go together. We have two concerts we're going to this fall, all of us. And so, and it's funny because there's like eight of us that go. We all graduated Christian studies. And so it's a good time. But um, Coffee with Vern. But that opens the door for what we're talking about. It, it does. does. It does. That was the plan. That, at least. It, it swayed into, because guess what we're talking about today, Jesse? Wait. I think I know. You know, because guess what? <laughs> You're, the schedule's on your computer. We're talking about who's your one. Who's your one? All right. So most of our congregation, I would say, knows a little bit about what who's your one is because as a youth group, coming in October will be a year that we have been doing this initiative. Yeah. Uh, Malone has spoken about it. Pastor Larry's even spoken about it. It's a big SBC push. I don't know what year it started. 2019. 19? Mm-hmm. Um, I think so, at least. Yeah, it was right. It was not during the year of COVID. It was yeah. before. Well, because J.D. Greer started it at his church, at yes. the Summit Church. And then as becoming, and Johnny Hunt was big, involved in it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, J.D. becoming the SBC president, even a bigger push. And so who's your one to find? What that is, if you're like, man, what is that? Is It was an evangelism initiative started uh, really by J.D. Greer and Johnny Hunt. I don't know which one, but that... They charged and challenged their congregations to pray and think through one person in their life, one who doesn't know the Lord and commit to pursuing them for the sake of the gospel. It's a year-long initiative that goes however long, though. But the meaning of a year-long initiative, there's there's benchmarks. So every three months, there's kind of like a progress report of, hey, have you open the door of a gospel conversation by this point, because you can, the sad thing is with evangelism, sometimes you can just get complacent, Yeah, you know, especially when it's somebody you're close to. Well, I think that's so, what's, I think that's what stands out about who's your one rather than everything else that right. we've tried is because this is a genuine deep digging focus on that's one right. person. So it's not like, Hey, go up to somebody and say, mm-hmm. Hey, who are you? Can I show you the, you know, blah, blah, right. blah, blah. Like you don't know that person. So I, I think it was um, the summit where they started it, where they talk about when you start off mm-hmm. talking with somebody, you have to build that relationship because yes. they start out suspicious. Well, and trust is built off a relationship. Exactly. And so, and that was the whole push of it was like, yes, go into all the nations, but also go to your neighbors and your family. Well, I mean, that's part of when you hear... Our initiative was Pray, Give, Go, which is also yeah. NAM's initiative, Pray, Give, Go. 
So you know, people are like, yeah, I can pray, I can give, and they don't think they can go. Well, you know, some people do go on the mm-hmm. you know mission trips, but a vast majority of people are like, well, I'm not going to go to like an India or something yeah, like that. I'm, I can't. But that doesn't go doesn't mean right. go to a far off place. That's go right. just means you can go out your door. Yeah, and and that's exactly right. Like you never want to think, well, go means I got to go to Africa and I'm just don't have the health or the time. Right. No, you can go to your cubicle next door right. and your office or wherever. Like ministry and missions is everywhere. Yes. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Um and so go in your own Jerusalem, yes. which is your neighborhood. And in your community. And so I, after really hearing about this, because Malone went to, I think, a Hoosier One conference, and even Pastor Larry was really adamant about wanting to do it. And then COVID really kind of hindered that. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? We're going to start it. I want to, in the youth, I think we could still make this work despite COVID because they're around so many people. Right. They got to go to school. That's anyway. right. And so we started it last October when things started slowing up and opening back up. And I challenged my students. I said, we're going to take this on. We're going to make it our own. Uh, dad, by his, man, my dad is just, thank, thank you for building it. But he built us a big sign. It's on wheels down in the NPC. Like, hey, church members, if you ever want to check that out, come check it out. It's encouraging. But I challenged them, commit one person that you're going to pursue for the sake of the gospel. And then write the initials of that person on this card. And I, I challenge you, put it on our board. And so every single time you walk into this church, you're reminded, I'm praying for that one. I'm pursuing that one. So it's a constant billboard and reminder. And so we, I don't know how many names, I should have counted it before it came up, but we have over 30 something names are are committed on that board. Um, At camp, we saw uh, two that were committed at the very start. Uh, come to know the Lord, that the Lord had birthed salvation in two, two of our students. And, you know, your one can change sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like the Lord can, you might have someone that you're pursuing, but then the Lord moves you to the one that like it opens a direct door. Yeah. But the, the goal though is not to, to move and sway. Uh, you are to commit to that one person. Yeah. But I've seen where somebody has taken on another one and it's kind of like an initiative of the same person because the the friendship of the three. And so we had two though that were committed from the start. And we had also two others that were more brought on as Hoosier ones later. Um, so we've seen on that board four professions of salvation, four in a year. Yeah. I mean, and that is... That's the, well, that, first of all, it's the grace of God, yes. but that's the obedience of his servants. Yes. And that just shows you how effective it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. And right. see, but this is what, I think Johnny Hunt said it, it was in one of his Who's Your One talks. Mm-hmm. He said, we live in a time where we have defined uh, the gospel so very well. Yeah. But we are not doing well declaring the gospel. Wow. And that's... And it's sad. It's painful, you know. Um, and the, really, the reason why I wanted to bring Who's Your One to the table is not to get students in the church, get them baptized. Like, those are those great things. But it was just the Lord broke me over lost souls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've been doing the Who's Your One now. I'll be coming up on, let me see, May 2019, May 2020, May 2021. So I'm coming up on three years this next summer that I've committed to a one and I am after his heart. Like I am broken over his heart. 
I'm broken over his salvation. I don't know if he knows the Lord. Yeah. Um, and so I, and, and when that started, it wasn't about who's your one. Like, you know, it was just amazing how the Lord aligned our paths. But then I heard about that. I was like, that's my one. And I knew it was burdened. But the reason why I brought it to our youth was not because as a church we wanted to do it. It was all because I want my students to be broken over their friend's salvation. Right. And I've seen that take place. Yeah. We've got one student right now, man. Let me let me explain this. This just should encourage uh, the church and believers. We've got one student. She gives me kind of like a progress report every Wednesday. <laughs> she comes up to me and she's like, uh, because a couple, I guess it was a couple months ago, a couple weeks um, was just kind of broken, like their paths weren't aligning. I wasn't seeing her at school anymore, and she just wasn't able to figure out, like, how mm-hmm. I can't drive, like, how am I going to spend time with her? And then she started praying, and the Lord has been aligning their paths. And now they have an hour after school waiting on a bus. Well, see, I think you hit on something else, too, that's important. <laughs> prayer. 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 That's right, <laughs> I mean, yeah. This is not going to work either if you don't spend time communing with God. It's. I'm telling you, prayer is key yeah. in pursuing lost souls. Right. And we have forgotten that. Um, and it's... You know, that that should be the encouragement for us is prayer is the power. It is the fuel to our sails. It's the wind in our sails, the fuel to our car. Mm-hmm. There's me messing up my idioms again. Um, I'm good at that, just so everyone knows. Um, but it is the wind in our sails. Yeah. we. You should not be evangelizing before you're praying. Well, see here, let me... I have a personal example. Yeah. Okay, so I've been... Um, very burdened for my neighbors. I love my neighborhood. I will, unless God calls me to, I will never leave my neighborhood. You're dying in that neighborhood, Jesse. I'm telling you. I love my neighbors. That was your house as a child, right? Right. Well, yeah. Well, not child, but like middle school up. Yeah. Um, But my neighbors are amazing. Mm. Um, Both next to me, in front of me, uh, diagonal from me, and then a few houses even down the other way. We have people who love on us and who we love on. Mm -hmm. Um, We help each other out. It's almost like a little community. It's amazing. So I've been praying recently about my neighbors. I don't know most of them they're if they're saved they even sit, if yeah. they have any kind of spiritual life at all in any kind of religion right right and so i've been praying for them stuff like that and i one day i just kept praying i don't know how to help these people mm-hmm. but you know blah 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 right so one day we get an invitation in the mail from the guy who lives diagonal from us his wife passed away during covid wow. it was very sad um, but again, the community got together, this mm-hmm. little community, and we did what we could, even if it was just like bring a cake and yeah, the girls. I mean, yeah, anything him a card, serves. You know? That's right. And it was his 80th birthday. Wow. I, and they invited right. um, our little block to celebrate his 80th birthday. Mm. And everybody was there in one place celebrating this man. That's right. And what was also amazing about it is that it was almost every type of ethnicity. I mean, oh, yeah. it was it was multi ethnic. It was multi generational. It was amazing. And one thing that kept being brought up, either with me, who I was talking to, or who Allison was talking to, was church. Wow, it was awesome. Really, uh, I mean, and it just came out organically. Yes. It wasn't forced. It's just flowing. It was spirit flowing, dude. Yeah, it, it was awesome. So, um, power prayer. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and I, <clears throat> you know, we wanted to talk about who's your one because we want to challenge directly our congregation, but we want to challenge believers of all, whoever listens to this, to 
do you can do this. It doesn't have to be yes. a push of your church. Right. It doesn't have to be an initiative brought before you. Like you can do this from all generations. Right. It can be someone who is fifty years older than you. It can be your uh your your children, your grandchildren. Um, it can be family. It can, yeah. I, I I would encourage this. I'm, and I'm serious. I would encourage you if you know someone in your heart and life in your family that you're broken over, pursue them because you've already got relationships started. Yeah, go well, after their heart. I think we've all heard family is the hardest to go after. That's right. But it was also said, who else will love your family more than you? That's right. So why right. would you leave their salvation up to someone else? And it's and we want to uh, and I also want to remind because it's just. Uh, doctrine and theologies, everything. You can't save them. Right. You cannot save that person. That is the power of the Lord, the Spirit doing the okay. work, but you have to be obedient because He uses us so, as a vessel. Pilgrim's Progress plug time. I have to put one in there every now and then. It's I, my I was, favorite book. You no, know, I haven't heard from Pilgrim's it's Progress in a hot minute. It's my favorite book. Have you read it yet? I know you haven't. Just asking. <laughs> wow. So, anyway. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to respond. <laughs> Go ahead, Jesse. So who initially helps after uh, Christian feels led to leave the city of destruction and all that stuff? Who helps him initially along the way? It's the evangelist. That's right. He doesn't get him all the way there, but he helps him along the way mm. and gives him advice. Mm. You know, and that's just, that's a perfect picture. Yeah, We're man. not the one who takes you that person all the way. It's by God's grace that we even get to be a part of it, though. Right. I mean, but, we but get to be a part of it. We show up in certain points in their that's life. Right. And that's what, in Pilgrim's Progress, Evangelist just shows up. That's right. He doesn't walk with them. Uh, I don't remember if he made a little bit here and there, but he just shows up. Yeah. And uh, here's a picture. Use a, like, if you're an imagery kind of person, the heart pumps the blood in our body. But what carries the blood throughout the body? Not the heart, the vessel. And that's exactly the same picture, right? The Lord provides salvation, but he has graciously used us as a vessel to carry that message. And it is one of the most gracious and great opportunities. Let me tell you, if you have never been active in getting to be a part of watching the Lord save somebody and you being the vessel, pray that that happens through this if you commit to doing this. Um I the, I would say this was the very first time I ever got to be active in leading someone uh, through the gospel and understanding with um, my uh, friends that came and helped out at camp, Evans and Drew. We got to lead one of our Hoosier Ones through the gospel. I've never heard such a genuine prayer in my life. Mm. And here's the other thing. We didn't lead through a sinner's prayer. That's not something that's scripture. Yeah. We told our brother, because he is now, we said, cry out to the Lord. Do you believe in the Lord? Cry out to him. Do you want to repent? I've never heard anything so genuine. Yeah. And, so, and I will never forget that day. I wept that whole day just thinking over the grace of God, right, to save this child. Um. But I tell you, who's your one is such a big burden in my heart and life because it has not only been a part of desiring to bless others, it has blessed me. Yeah. You want to be encouraged and sanctified, this is a way to do it because it will it will make you require to lean on the Lord. You have to rely on the Lord. You can't rely on yourself. It will grow you for a desire to study scripture to understand so you can share the gospel. It will you will by default preach the gospel in your life. It's amazing. So let's talk about that for a minute. 
So I, I know a lot of people use the, well, I, I just don't think I know enough mm. as a yeah. crutch. And that used to be me. Yeah, I think it's everyone. That used to be I've me, been right? There. Um, and so, you know, just speaking of me, I have just been opening myself up. You know, Lord, just speak through me, mm-hmm. you know, that's speak right. what you that's would right. have me to say. And in turn, you will want to learn more. Mm. Like that's just, that is a byproduct. That's right. It is. That is also a byproduct of digging into your Bible. Mm-hmm. You will want to learn more and praying. Like both of those things will cause you to want to know more. So here's here's the thing. This was something Johnny Hunt also said in his, his little talk. Um, you can learn forever and never share anything, or you can share what wow. you know now mm. and learn as you go. That's right. That's good. Um, Dr. Lawson said at this conference, and I'm going to bring up that before we close out, um, that as believers, we are to be ever growing, yes. ever, in our source for that. Well, yeah, the scriptures. We're, yeah, we're called to learn more. Now, we're not called to learn more and then hoard that information. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like if you just keep intaking, 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 and never, you know, say it or share that information, that's wrong. That's right. Um, but yeah, we were we were supposed to always be learning. Yeah, and um, and I I just. I think bringing back what you said, well, I just don't know. I, I'm nervous. I don't, I don't, I can't do it. No, you, you can't do it. Recognize you can't. Right. That first thing is recognize you can't do it. But if you know the Lord, the spirit dwells within you. Right. And guess who can do it? He can. <laughs> and I want to give you some scripture to support that. Yeah. Um, I'm reading through Acts. I just started, I finished up Acts 3, 1 through 10 today. Um, and I'm going to talk about that for a moment in just a second, but in Acts 2 is Pentecost. We all, man, if you grew up in the church, you know the story of Acts 2 and Pentecost. But do you know what's amazing about Pentecost? It's not Peter doing the work. It's the Holy Spirit who has mm. just been given as Jesus ascends in chapter 1. Yes. And what Peter does in four, verse 14, but Peter standing with the 11 lifted up his voice and addressed them. But what he addressed them with was scripture. He read <laughs> the scriptures. He didn't say any of, well, this is what I think he read scripture. Then he taught the scripture. Then he challenged them and applied the scripture, right? This is a threefold process of what preaching truly is. It's reading, teaching, and challenging with application, but noticed, right? uh, In the front half of Acts 2, the coming of the Holy Spirit, what takes place is the Holy Spirit fills them in verse four and they begin to speak in other tongues. The Spirit's doing a work in them, not these people doing a work in themselves. And so what we need to be reminded is when we go to evangelize, share the gospel, we're not going on our power. We're going through the power of the Spirit. Right. So you trust and you're like, well, man, you have to talk. Yes, but guess what? The Spirit utters in our weaknesses. We know that from yeah. Romans. He groans in our weaknesses yeah, in prayer. Say, we just talked about that a few weeks right. ago when we, we don't know what groans to pray. In, in, in our prayers. But I also believe if he does in our prayers, I believe he does when we are obedient to share the gospel. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Which is through scripture as well. Absolutely. We have to trust though and believe, man, the spirit's going to do this because I tell you, man, do I get nervous? Absolutely. But every time I'll never forget one of the conversations I had with one of my, my, my one, I didn't know what else to say. And I just, I started praying, I said, Lord, just fill me, let, let you speak. And it was just natural coming off the tongue yeah. because it wasn't me. 
And so be obedient. Now that doesn't mean, well, I don't have to read. No, you need to know the scriptures. How, how I'm able to share this with you is from reading the scriptures. And so, you know, the scriptures, you bury it in your heart and then you trust that the spirit will pull it out because he does every time. But do not be shy. Do not be scared because we have a, a God who is gracious enough to allow us to be a part of his process. And he's the one that does the work. Yeah. Be obedient. Well, it's good stuff, man. It's, call, it's just so good. Well, let's in conclusion, because it's getting about to be that time. Yeah. Now I have to talk about Dr. Lawson on yeah. the back end for a minute. Well, so why is who's your one important? Mm. Let me, let's just, let's, yeah, let's talk about that. Chat about it. So why is it important? Yeah, What's I'm, at stake? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and you bring back the point. So Jesse wants to drive the nail. That's what he wants to do. Yeah, let's go. Let's drive that nail in the coffin. Um, here's the thing. Why is who's your one important? Because lives are at stake. Right. I'm talking about souls. We're so, dealing with life and death. Right. And so if every person on earth, like we've talked about, was it last week? A little bit, yeah. Um, how every person was made in the Imago Dei. Image of God, yeah. Okay. We should love and respect that person. Be broken over them. Be broken over mm-hmm. that person because they were all made in, in the, the image, image of, of God, God by God, yeah. right? Okay, so how much more should you be broken over your community? How much more should you be bro- broken over your friends and your family? Yeah. Like, and that's something that I have to tell myself. That's right. You know, this is a constant reminder because we live in flesh. Mm-hmm. We live in flesh. We live in fear sometimes. It's, it's crazy. But there are souls at stake and Luke 16 the the story of Lazarus and mm, the rich man yeah. the quote that is the most gut-wrenching is when he says between us and you is a great chasm and has been fixed and none may cross from there to us so once they're gone that's it that's right and here's the truth of the words of Jesus you must be born again yeah that's the truth yeah. As he told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And so do are you broken for people to be born again? I'll tell you what who's your one will do for you by default is a couple of those things I said a minute ago, but also you will have this radar. Just it's like an antenna go up and all your conversations will start to change. Yeah. For me and Jesse, it's done that when That's we go shopping. Very true. The, the, see my one <laughs> all of them. So I, I, I will be honest with you. I slacked a little bit with my one over the past couple of months. And I have too. But my, you know, my one, I'm not making excuses. <laughs> I just was convicted because mm-hmm. we were doing the who's the one, who's your one. So I've started pushing a little bit more again. Sure. But he lives out of state. Yeah. Um, and I barely know this person. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of how all these things start out, yeah. you know, for, for a lot of people. Um, but, you know, talking about this stuff, I was really convicted. Like, man, you just kind of, you kind of left him hanging. Right. What happens if, you know? And then, I mean, that that's something that we should be burdened over. Yeah, it's, I I, I tell you, man, I, I weep over mine. Yeah. Um, and I, I've been convicted lately. Like, um, our paths haven't been crossing. I've been trying. It's been challenging because um, there's a lot of things going on between both our schedules. Um, and I've just been broken because uh, I'm hungry for time. Yeah. And, I mean, I'll tell you, everyone on air, and this is how we can transition, is like, I love him to death. Yeah. And I would give my life for him to know Jesus because that's how important it is to me. Like, I, the thought of him not being with us in eternity 
breaks me. Mm. Not because it's a get out of hell free card. No, because I know that the greatest thing in my life is my relationship with Jesus. Right. And I want him to understand that because I'm broken over the fact that he's trying to find satisfaction in the things of this world. And he's constantly left with nothing. Yeah. I, and I love him with all my heart. And I, you know, I don't know if he listens to this show and I don't know if he knows who he is. But if he would, if there's one thing I would say to him, if he ever came across this, it's that I love him and I would truly give anything for him to know who Jesus Christ is. Well, see, and here's, here's a practical application. Yeah. We talked about our conversations to, to get prepared for your one, be open to those little tiny conversations at yeah. stores and stuff that like have been happening to mm-hmm. you and me. And I used to just, you know, I am very naturally mm-hmm. an inward person, you know, very, what's the word? Um, I- introverted. Yes. Yeah. Very, man, brain fart. COVID? Very introverted. Um, but I have been opening myself up yeah. in the past year to all this and the just amount of conversations when you open yourself up to that it's just crazy it is and it really so is. in those tiny conversations which in themselves can become bigger conversations right right um you're getting in some good practice it, it really is uh, i'll tell you it really does um because this who's your one thing has been extremely helpful for me with the football team oh uh, yeah like i'm not there afraid to just i just go directly in i'm like man hey yeah how well, you go to church anywhere, <laughs> and the more you talk about it, the easier it will be on the onset. It just, just starts talk. naturally. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? You don't need to be a pastor again, to share the gospel. That's being able to discern when the Spirit is leading you to that conversation. When the yep. conversation is opened up, you know. Yep. You'll only be able prepared. to discern if you're in the Word and you're right. praying, though. Right. That's how you get better at it. And so, I would. Well, uh, I'll close out with saying, man, I church. If you want to be, you know. You want to see God really grow and sanctify you? I would challenge you to take on yeah. His calling. And before you talk about your yeah, that's going to be quick. Let me. Uh, I had this. We all love a good Charles Spurgeon quote. I <laughs> I think you ahead. know which one. Go ahead. If sinners be damned, then at least let them leap to hell over our dead bodies. And if they perish, let them perish with our arms wrapped around their knees, imploring them to stay. Mm. I'll tell you, Spurgeon was broken over lost people. Yeah. Um, man, that's a good way to close out the Who's Your One conversation, I'll tell you. Um, yeah, and so I'll say this to close out. Yeah, me and Mal- uh, Malone, uh, we just got back last night from, uh, it's called the Institute for Expository Preaching, which was a conference put on by Dr. Steve Lawson, Stephen Lawson. Um, and... I will, I will tell you, I needed it more than anything else. I've never have come back from something so encouraged. This is my first conference as a pastor. Um, and so like, I can't, I went in with a different perspective because I knew directly how to apply these things. Mm. I don't necessarily, I'm, I'm fumbling around. Like there's so much I want to try, but I knew, okay, this is directly applicable. And so, um, I just want to, you know, say it to the church, you know, that, me and Pastor Malone have come back really, really excited to bring you truth. Um, and so just to, it's a charge to pray for us that you pray that study time would be ample, that the enemy would be far. Uh, to guard our time, there was a quote, and this is how I'll close. Dr. Austin, I don't know who said it, but Dr. Austin stated, I think it's John MacArthur wrote it. And this is major paraphrase, but it was a long quote. And it said, preachers, 
lock yourselves away, take the sign off that says office and put study, Mm. burn your eyes out with the pages of scripture. And then it said church, when he comes out and he preaches his sermon, the minute he gets off, throw him back into the study as nothing is more vital than the study of the word. And I was like, (laughs) wow. And so um, just, you know, I want to just ask for prayer um, as me and Malone really want to just preach and preach and preach and preach and preach. Um, and the only way to do that is through study of the word and through prayer and obedience. Um, and so I'm excited. Uh, but man, it was awesome. Uh, one book, we're on a Reformation series coming up. We're going to be talking about John Wycliffe. This is only three days old. Just came out. Um, so if you want to get ahead, order you one. They're not expensive at I all. Have, I may have already opened mine and smelled the pages. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> may or may not have taken care of my brother while I was gone. You did. Because I said, hey, we're going to talk about him. You're going to need this. <laughs> but um, I would encourage you to pick some sources. And the last thing I just want to say is uh, to our Coffee with Vern folks, we can't thank you enough for supporting us. Yeah, we love you guys. The encouragement that we received just even last night from um, a church member, just a newer church member just saying, man, I just love getting to sit and listen. And we just want to say, we got a lot of exciting things coming up. Uh, Reformation series is going to be amazing. John Wycliffe is the grandfather of the Reformation. Um, we've got some new shirts that we're excited for Reformation Month. Like we got great stuff coming, uh, but we love you. We thank you. And we just ask that you continue to pray for us as we desire to really reach anyone and everyone with the gospel through this. And mm. so uh, until then, Until next time, uh, go in peace. Shabbat Shalom. Enjoy a nice cup of coffee as I will be next Tuesday, hopefully being able to taste it. Uh, But until then, have a great week. We'll see you next week.